Welcome to Podcast of Horror 2 and our third episode in this special Halloween season series focusing on the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror specials and also our second themed episode. We'll get to that in a second. I am Matt. Joining me for this episode and the run of this series are my co-host Derek. Hello, everybody. And Dave. Hey. And, like I said, another themed episode for this one. And in this episode, we had to pick what we might consider the worst episode ever, or at least the segment. And we had to pick our three least favorite Treehouse of Horror segments, which looked really good on paper. Yeah. <laughs> Till, Thanks for this one. Yeah. Until watching <laughs> these. Because, wow, man, we, well, I will say we all stuck to the theme. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Can, I can honestly say that. And so we got three, three not so great. Three House of Horror segments, so let's get right into it. I'll start, and I picked In the Navi from Tree House of Horror 22. It's season 23 of The Simpsons, a third episode airing October 30th, 2011. And if there's one bright side to this, is that that's the 73rd anniversary of Orson Welles' The War of the Worlds broadcast. <laughs> that's that. After that, everything is downhill from here. So this is the last segment of it. It's a big closer for that season but i do want to talk about the opener quick uh do i have yeah i kind of zoomed through this the show opener for this episode the kids the simpson kids are returning from trick-or-treating lisa's dressed as a saxophone bart as an astronaut maggie pops out of bart's chest as a chest burster from aliens and they have a toast to candy marge walks up dressed as a witch and she's actually the switch witch as homer dr manhattan homer explains which is Frightening yet an awesome costume for Homer that year. Right. Is that must I don't remember when is that year the watchman must be close to it. Otherwise who would know yeah. what that is? Yeah. So uh yeah, she switches candy for healthy treat treats. Next day Homer is to send the candy to the military men and women across seas. Instead, he heads to Springfield Gorge to eat it, where he falls, gets trapped and chews his own arm off after a couple failed attempts, only to find out that Bart has switched the candy in the bag with vegetables, and that's the opener. Was Bart switch or did Marge switch? Or it was switched, I should say. I, I yeah. remember, I, I the for some reason, the writing, I don't know if that we've seen Bart's writing in it. Well, we see it every episode with the chalkboard. For some reason, the, <laughs> right. the writing made me think of Bart, and I, I that was okay. an assumption on my part. I don't know. I, I assume Marge did it because she knew he would eat it. That's a fair assumption as well. So, uh, yeah, that's... This, that's wait, what year did you say this came out? This season was 2012. Okay, yeah. Watchmen came out in 2009. Yeah, I was just no, going to okay, say. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, it's definitely been, had been out. Gotcha. All right. So, now into the story. So, we're on another planet, and there's a military leader of some sort. And at first, I wasn't sure if this was Chalmers, but we get kind of a confirmation later. Actually, we get a not a con- kind of confirmation. We get a full confirmation. So, it is Chalmers, Superintendent Charmer, Chalmers, briefing these waiting soldiers on this world that they're currently on. And we get the first tiresome, painful set of jokes that like this didn't end soon enough. Are we in Kansas anymore? No. Well, are we in Nebraska? No, we we are not in any state. (laughs) Oh, oh, is it Michigan? (sighs) Nobody talk anymore. Uh, This was like, we're off to a bad start right away. At least I think so. Yeah, I mean, Cletus is 
he does a lot of these like long list of things jokes like with the kids names and stuff yeah this one didn't didn't work it's actually you know what it's you're right it's actually too short for a cletus joke which makes it even more painful <laughs> right right if they did like 15 of them that would be right, yeah. funny yep uh, so from there we cut over to the ceo of this company crusty the clown which is Krusty's severed head on a fit and full built body. I I, I like to think it was a, a Rainier Wolfcastle's body. I don't know why, just to give me something to think about in this scene, uh, give me a laugh that isn't there. I just I don't know. Yeah, that that would have been good if I thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck just wondering what body that was. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And we learn that they're on this world together, Hilarium. And I will say that is still a better name than Unatanium, which is the, <laughs> the what do you call it, inspiration for this. Yeah. Because uh, that is the one, that was like the first thing I hated about. And this is, if it was, if you don't know what just this one is, this is the uh, parody of Avatar, which is already not the most complicated story in the world. And the thing is, that they're looking for is unatavium. Uh, I can't even say it, maybe because I can't stand it so much. As soon as I had heard that, I was like, already out of that movie. And I, I, hmm. so I'm really not helping this episode talking about a movie I don't like that is the inspiration for a segment I don't like. So I'm going to stop talking about Avatar now from now on. <laughs> so they are going to go to Planet Side to retrieve this hilarium. And this uh, Chalmers says this is a delicate mission, requires utter loyalty. I can think of no better candidate than the resentful guy in the wheelchair who has just arrived. That's probably the funniest part about this because it's it's a direct jab against how stupid Avatar was. <laughs> That's yeah, you're right. Yep, and so Bart. He's the, the wheelchair character from Avatar. I don't even know the guy's name. He climbs into this medical chamber. And this is probably the one actual I looked at and laughed, like, genuinely and not, like, ironically at it. It had a body-shaped alcove in this table, this chamber he was climbing into, and the top of it had spiky hair like his. Hmm. Right. That actually made me laugh. So there was at least one genuine laugh in here. And the doctor character that's performing this procedure, it's Lisa naturally, and what she does is transfer the his consciousness to a Kang and Kodos-style alien body, I guess a Rigelian body, which I had forgotten halfway through here until they mentioned Rigel 7. So into a Rigelian bo- body. And then we get a bit with the bullies that I didn't even write down. I don't know if that's <laughs> worth mentioning. <laughs> uh, then on the planet, there's a Bart and Milhouse alien, and they're trying to tame these uh, the their version of the banshees are a little off well purposely off uh model i'm sure for copyright and just for matching it to the simpsons world and oh my god this is just i, I don't even get this i get the joke but i don't know why they did it come on <laughs> let's bond you stupid jerk <laughs> that's a japanese outlet bart you need an adapter <laughs> Maybe I'll just take a taxi. He's trying to bond with it with his tentacle, and Milhouse says, it's a Japanese model, you need an adapter. He puts the adapter on the end of his tentacle, plugs it into this, to the Banshee, and it dies. It's like, I, I don't get why this joke even was written. Well, they yeah. had to fill five minutes. <laughs> That's true. Right. I mean, I guess because in Avatar, the, the people bond with their mounts. Yeah. Using their hair, and the joke is that you need an adapter... Like you know, there's the joke. <laughs> but why Japanese? I don't know why. It's, 
And I guess it dies because yeah, maybe he didn't use the correct voltage converter. Or oh, something. <laughs> so now we're getting into like. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. The why Japanese? <laughs> yeah, it's right. You're on Rigel 7. Why is yeah. it Japanese? Oh, my God. Yeah, this is just. Uh, but I, I think Derek's probably on the closest explanation is like, yeah, oh, hey, we're 40 seconds short. Put a banshee <laughs> scene in there. Yeah. Uh, so Bart does make a comment that this everything in this world sucks except for the bananas, and he pulls what he thinks is a banana down. And he unpeels it, but it's not a banana. It's another type of alien that kind of grows and engulfs him. I didn't laugh at this, but I was like, okay, I like the take on like how weird all the planets or the uh, plant life reacted in Avatar. That's a pretty good parody by using the banana peel. I didn't laugh. At this point, my, my, my laugh bar is really low, so it's like it doesn't take me much to get entertained in this particular segment. So this one is gave me a smile and we get a female right Jillian who leaps from the trees to save him and then she smacks into a very large tree and this is my second genuine chuckle she rolls down the tree like a wacky wall crawler that I did chuckle at yeah, yeah. that was a good bit that was that did make me laugh and she introduces herself I am a female you don't have to yell I am not yelling this is my seductive voice I am called Kamala and I immediately think of the 80s wrestler with like the tribal makeup and the loincloth from... <laughs> I knew Derek would at least know who that is he used to come I'm out of the alone. ring and slap his belly yep yeah I got nothing <laughs> <laughs> and not surprised by that response either so now Milhouse is jealous. He starts kicking rocks, ripping out flyers. Basically, he's assaulting every living thing on this planet one way or another. And again, I didn't write down details to that because that's another one that just like it, it was a joke that wasn't working and went too long. And now Kamala says that the aliens have to touch testicles to mate for life. Bart says, don't you mean tentacles? And she screams, I know what I said. Um, so they do, the, the point is they do ma- uh, mate for life, I guess, whatever they touch. It doesn't matter. And as they do, we get this, this is like bizarre. Uh, we get this light tunnel, this tunnel of streaked starlight and like lightning streaks. And then for no reason that I can really figure out, Krusty the f- Clown's father floats by. Today, you are a man. Mazel tov. I don't know why this <laughs> happened. Yep. <clears throat> Just because Jewish people have a celebration when you become a man. Okay. Great. You know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Why he floated by this time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was also saying that during Avatar, too, most of the time. Well, yeah. Yep. So now I, I thought... Uh, because we got this tunnel when he got transferred into the alien body. I thought he was being transferred out of the alien body, but no, we go, they're still aliens and they go to another part of the planet and they're watching the moon rise. And Bart actually slips up by saying back on earth, we don't have this many moons almost blowing his cover, but he gets to that next morning. I believe this is Canyon Kodos. Well done, young man. Our daughter is with child. Here, feel the wonder of one million fetuses. And I did kind of like this. It took me a second to kind of, I like to play on words. 
He said, you told me you're on birth control. And she says, that's just to keep me from having birth while mating. And I thought that was, I was like, oh, okay. That's actually what the term birth control could mean as well. I, I did right. like that. That was a little, that was about the heaviest thinker in this episode. <laughs> hey, if Kang and Kodos are her parents, is that incest? Yeah, I know. Because that's why I was like, <laughs> I, at first when I, when I thought they were, they're, they're her parents, I was like, okay, yeah, one's female. And I was like, oh wait, no, we know they're female because it was introduced <laughs> as a sister. Ooh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. And then I yep. thought, that's also the least of the problems in this episode, so I'm just going to keep going and watching. <laughs> right. Yeah, do the treehouse count as canon? No, no, we've, yeah, we've, so. we've figured that out. Well, if they did, there'd be nobody left after my next report. Uh, that's a valid point. There'd be, there'd be no supporting cast in The Simpsons. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a little bit, to lighten things up. <laughs> the Thanos snap of The Simpsons? <laughs> it kind of is, Yeah. <laughs> Now, all of them, along with Millhouse, are climbing the side of a mountain. And here's another thing where I thought we were going to get a setup. Well, not even another thing. It's actually the first thing where we get, I thought, what was a setup, but wasn't. Because Millhouse alien says, how are those mountains floating? To which one of the Rigelians says, they're not. They're falling. And we get them, We get a couple fall and hit the ground, but I was expecting like them to fall in like a middle of a town or a village and people scream like this is a constant chaotic problem that they haven't managed to realize let's not build our towns around these falling mountains it was like this setup to a joke that never came if you follow what i'm saying yeah i don't yeah i don't know what i guess the the whole joke was that in in avatar the they had you know islands and stuff that were floating in the sky and the the joke here is like oh no they're not actually floating oh I get uh, okay. So we need McBain to be in the corner, going, <laughs> yeah, "That is the joke." So. <laughs> okay, that's kind of the, the theme for this whole episode. I think. It is, yeah, yeah, kind of is. So um, they are taking her up this mountain to get her. Her now that she's Kamala's pregnant, they're getting her daily her, her daily dose of hilarium. And then <laughs> without it, her crankiness will become unbearable. Unfortunately, our environment is too hostile to grow pickles. And the only flavor ice cream we have is butter brickle. To repeat, no pickles, butter brickle. And I spent more time than I should have researching the Simpsons Wikia to see if this meant anything. And I could not find this meaning anything in the Simpsons. I don't know if you guys had a reference that this conjured up that I am missing. No, nothing for me. Okay. It just seems uh, so. My, my guess is it's just a rhyming thing. Uh, you know? Okay. It was just so like poignant. Like they wanted to make sure that was heard. And I just could not figure out why. Like the square waffles. Yeah. We, we just talked two episodes ago. Square waffles is a callback from like two years earlier. That's, that's clever. I was like, this has to be something. That I just don't know because this is late later years of the Simpsons that I'm not super well versed in, but I couldn't find a damn thing. Yeah. So Bart asks, where is this source of hilarium? And we find out it's from the secretions of the Queen. And the Queen is she's an even bigger Rigelian. She's drooling into a large pool that a bunch of pregnant Rigelians are drinking from. And once this is all discovered, Millhouse calls in the location of the hilarium. And now we get a uh, Chalmers leading an assault on the, or well, it's going to be an assault. They're going after the hilarium, but it's going to end up being an assault. And this is where they, uh, this is actually, hmm, I, I don't mind this part because again, it's a weird animals part. Uh, 
uh, joke on Avatar, we get a little bit of a war between the army vehicles and the weird animals. I didn't write down the details. This is probably the sequence I minded least because it was, again, this is a, a direct parody in the the designs, the, the really goofy designs they did on the animal weapons was kind of fun. Kind of. Yeah. At this point, Bart can, has, has something he wants to confess. I guess this is a good time to tell you I've been a double agent all this time, but now I am totally on your side. And this is a good time to tell you I have space warts, and I got them from Millhouse. Womp womp. Yeah, ex- yes, yes. That is the reaction. So yeah, and uh, at the beginning, that that contradicts a line at the beginning that Milhouse said he couldn't even mm-hmm. get laid on this planet. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. This is not written well. I can't think of another <laughs> word. <laughs> so, uh, we do get a little bit. This is actually this. This might be maybe the best sequence in this segment. I'm not going to say it's by any means memorable or classic, but. Chalmers is facing off with what he calls a bulldozerosaurus, and so he jumps. He's in his uh, servo suit, so he climbs up into a bigger servo suit while still in his servo suit. The bulldozerosaurus climbs on top of an even bigger bulldozerosaurus, and that part doesn't actually pay off. I just realized because those two don't do anything. The the part that made me kind of laugh one last time was Bart says, "Hey Colonel, you got some schmutz on your cheek," and he goes, "He's where?" and he goes to wipe it off, and the giant servobot hand hits him in the face and knocks him off a cliff. That was actually kind of, that bit was kind of funny, but I just realized reading those notes, the bulldozer source thing, another thing that just doesn't pay off. We get through all right. that and nothing happens. Yeah, it's a funny <laughs> visual, and that's about it. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So. After all this is over in the devastation, Kamala explains that if they would have simply asked for the hilarium, they would have given it to them. And Rigelian, there's no word for yours or mine. And then Kang or Kodo says, that's why we didn't enjoy the film, yours, mine, and ours. That was actually not bad. That might be the best line. (laughs) Might I kind of like the line when um, when the attack was starting. One of the Rigelians says, oh, no, we don't have any tanks or planes or, you know, cannons. We have to fight them with similarly shaped and functional creatures. <laughs> right, yeah. I forget what the line was, but oh. it was, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So I'm just going to go right and rip the Band-Aid off here. Man, this was a chore to watch. I knew I didn't like this. I didn't like it when I saw it. And it's like, it's it's an Avatar parody. Film parodies are something to do in these Treehouse of Horrors, but... I th- this is not a horror film. This is barely a this is a sci-fi fantasy film at best of something that I didn't like the source material to begin with. So it's 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 just bad. It's it's a one. There's nothing else I could say about it. It had a couple good chuckles in it, but there's there's a couple setups that don't pay off. The like they pointed out even for an 8-minute story, they managed to put a direct contradiction in for the <laughs> the one character that was kind of a, a bad guy for a moment. I don't even know what to describe this as. I'm, I'm actually talking more about it than I should and just stay at a one and ask what you guys thought. Uh, well, you want to go? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, so, this is the first time you both jumped at it. It's like, I want to get this over with. I'm going first. You both like <laughs> thinking at the same time. I... Um, since I haven't, you know, been watching, I haven't seen a lot of the sort of the, the bad years of, of the Treehouse of Horror. So my calibration is not quite set. 
Um, which is why I thought Night of the Dolphin was the worst, but this is worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so I don't know how this would compare to the ones I haven't seen, and this is the first time I've seen this one. But I would definitely – the best I can say for this is I would rather watch this than Avatar. Okay. <laughs> only, only because it's way shorter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a one. Um, All right. I'm going to say it's a one, and I'm going to say it for one reason. The funniest scene in this whole thing was uh, Krusty's dad going by, and they dragged Jackie Mason out of the home to do this one line. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they got someone else to do his voice after the first episode he was on. He's listed as he's listed in the IMDb. Wow. Oh, is he really? On the way oh. he, uh, it, it was bad. I never saw Avatar. Um it's just it just didn't appeal to me when it came out and the fact that there's like nine more coming out at some point <laughs> right. I, I don't care um it, yeah it's definitely a one yeah this is this is a tough one this is a tough one so i'm glad to uh get that over with and mm-hmm. move on to derek with an i dare say equally rough rough one to talk about with uh his so i'll let you introduce that because well well, funny enough, it's, your, it is. Your, yours yep. is is the what third segment? Yep, mine is the first. Yeah. Uh, also from season twenty three, Treehouse of Horrors twenty two, which they just might as well take that off the DVD box set because it's just that bad. Um, <laughs> I chose for my worst episode ever the diving bell and the butterball. Mm. So this is a spoof on The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which was a movie that came out in 2007, uh, which is based on uh, Jean-Dominique Balbe. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, the memoirs that he wrote. Um, so Balbe had a stroke. He was an author and an artist and all that kind of fun stuff. And he had a stroke at one point in his life. And the only way he could communicate with was with his left eyelid. So he used to blink the alphabet to his wife and she would mm. write down whatever it was he was doing. Uh, he had, what oh. he had what they called <laughs> lock locked in syndrome where you're completely cognizant, but you can't move. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. That's so hard. let's make fun of it <laughs> with farts. Uh, that was an uncomfortable laugh. That was not a, uh, yeah, uh, I was not condoning the, yeah, at yeah. all. So not only was this just stupid, it's also insensitive uh, beyond what the Simpsons are normally insensitive about. Um, so we start out and Bart is yelling at Homer to wake up and he, you see that the slits of Homer's eyes start to go and you see Bart standing over him. And he yells, Mom, he's waking up. He's waking up. Uh, Homer goes to starts doing an inner monologue and says, OK, I'm on the floor. I can't move. So far, a normal Sunday morning. Which I laughed at. As I say, that's the highlight. Yeah. Uh, Marge comes into the room. Uh, the family surrounds him, and she tells him that he's been paralyzed. Uh, but she's not going to give up hope. To which Bart replies, Can his funeral be on a school day? Which, Bart was the star of this episode, but he wasn't in it very much. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, Bart asks about the funeral, and... Uh, they all scurry away to figure out a way to help him up. And Maggie starts pouring milk on Homer's head because clearly he needed something to drink. Uh, Homer starts to flash back to try to figure out what happened. Why is he paralyzed? 
Um, he flashes back to Halloween, and he's getting ready to decorate the house. And he says, Ah, Halloween. The one time a year when the squalor of our home worked to our advantage. <laughs> he starts putting, pulling decorations out of his uh, box of Halloween decorations to put them up. And as he's doing this, a black widow spider crawls into his box. He reaches into all the stuff that was in there, and I tried to see if maybe there was like like a little Easter egg kind of a thing, like like when they go in the attic and like Mary Worth's phone is up there. Oh but there, yeah, <laughs> but there wasn't. Right. It was no? just a bunch oh. of Halloween decorations, and of course he grabs the spider. So he's squeezing the spider, saying "squeeze, squeeze," and he's poking at it, and he's trying to open the back of the spider with the screwdriver to see if it needed batteries. And he's like, "If this was a real spider, he'd be so mad at me." Well, it is a real spider, and it bites him on the arm. And then Homer begins to become paralyzed. I don't know what the word for that is, but basically he clenches up and he falls to the ground. Marge puts Homer on a dolly, like you would move boxes, and starts to dress him for whatever they're going out or something. And Homer starts to think to himself, Oh, Marge, this is the purest love there is. Patient, supportive. Ooh, cleavage. (laughs) They go out and, and... they do. They they had some errand to run, and then they get back. And Lisa says to Homer, "Hey, you know you can't do anything, so I'm going to read you a book." And she pulls out the Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky, which, when you think about Homer, is the first book <laughs> of they course, ever think yes. that he'd want Lisa to read. So she starts reading the book, and uh, he begins to fart, and she stops. And she's like, "Dad, that's gross," and he. He, he he says to himself internally, Oh my god, she's still on the first sentence! Must make her stop how to express my... Dad? Ugh. Anyway, continuing. For the present, I will only say that this landowner... Or so we... Ew, Dad! <gasps> Wait a minute. Can you pass gas at will? Fart once for no, twice for yes. Which I have in my notes in all caps. We should have assumed that by now after 23 seasons. <laughs> True. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Lisa runs over and opens a window because it's got awful in there and, and grabs a pad of paper and a pen and says, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to recite the alphabet to you and you fart when I hit the letter that you want to use and I'll write for you. And then we get a montage as Homer pens a letter through Lisa to Marge. The letter reads, Dearest Marge, though my body cannot move, my heart still beats and my brain still brains. I miss holding you in my arms more than my butt can say. Perhaps someday there will be a cure, although if it requires months of difficult physical therapy, I'll pass. You are the shining light that gets me through my darkest hours. For further communication, I will require more beans. While all this is going on, Lisa opens the living room window. She takes Bart. To, uh, she takes Homer to the beach to kind of air him out. She takes him to a cafe, and he farts, and everybody scurries. She takes him to a field for some reason, and he farts, and all the sheep in the field pass out and roll down the hill. I already forgot about that part. Yeah. So, like I said, Lisa's reading the letter to Marge. Marge is swooned because... If you've noticed something about the series, anytime Homer writes a letter to Marge, she's over the moon about it. True. You know, 
And they're usually uh, the, the the one good thing I'll say is this letter is very Homer. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. It starts off with the dearest Marge, and then the next yeah. big chunk is my do brain they, still brains. Yeah, do stuff they like sell that. Curly yeah. fries here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Marge leans in to give him a kiss, and Homer starts to fart. At this point, Marge covers Homer's ass with her finger and says, "Don't say a word." That that was like when I was like, okay. I'm yeah. done with this one. Yeah, that was too much. It's like I'm not at all above a fart joke. Don't get me wrong, but like at that point, then I was like, okay, that's yeah, that was a little uh, much. Yeah. So we flash to Homer in the backyard, and he's watching the sunset, and he's reflecting on his new life as a paralyzed person. Uh, somehow he got a book published called Twenty Great Walks in Madrid, as imagined by Homer Simpson." which I feel bad for whoever had to sit through the dictation of that. (laughs) So he's reflecting, and all of a sudden, another spider comes down from the sky, and it's glowing, uh, like radioactive, like Spider-Man. And it does one of the few things that I actually really liked in this episode. It does the whole walking through his skull, through the nose, through the (laughs) eye socket, through the ear, kind of do that routine. And then it bites him in the eye. Homer starts to feel a tingle in his wrists and realizes that he's got new powers surging through him. Uh, We cut to a cityscape and you see Homer swinging through the air like Spider-Man, still paralyzed, still attached to the dolly, and he swings into a wall. Hmm. Hmm. We cut to the bank of Springfield that is being robbed. Uh, Homer swings there and knocks down the robbers. Uh, robbers get up and they say he's got the proportionate strength of a paralyzed spider homer knocks him down again and then farts a web out of his backside to capture the the to capture the the crooks uh the cops show up and they say they say no two ass webs are the same beautiful in its way it it was bad enough that he farted out the web which i guess a spider I mean, not, that's not what a spider does, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make the connection, but then to have the Wiggum button punchline on the end of that was just like, oh, yeah, this is grown. So Homer meets up with Marge in the alleyway, and they do the the Spider Man Gwen Stacy kiss, like like in the Tobey Maguire movie, and they go home to celebrate. And as they're heading home, they swing. Wait, pat- you go to Gwen Stacy with that? Not Gwen Stacy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he did it with Gwen Stacy, but he did it with Mary but Jane. But it was Mary yeah. Jane in the movie, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm we sorry. just did Spider-Man. Hold on, I'll, I'll yes. <laughs> in my nerd card. I apologize. <laughs> so they they start swinging past, uh, to the house, and they swing past a rest home for the cast of Spider-Man into the uh, Turn Off the Dark, uh, which, if you don't know, was the failed Broadway Spider-Man show that led to several actors getting hurt trying to be Spider-Man. Um and you just see several guys dressed as Spider-Man in casts and wheelchairs. That joke was very narrow audience when they wrote it. It is getting more and more so as every year passes. Pretty soon, if people decide to watch this episode, which two out of the three have been featured on the worst episode ever of our series, they are not going to have any idea what that joke even means. Right. Um, yeah, so... This is definitely a one for me. Um, when I started researching worst episodes, this was on like every list, and I didn't even remember it. And then I watched it, and then I read about what it was based off of, and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the worst. 
it did have a couple of laughs for me. I, I always love when Homer writes Marge a letter. <laughs> okay, yeah. That that always makes me chuckle. Um and and Bart asking if the funeral can be on a school day just it just makes me laugh. But otherwise, yeah, it was kind of terrible. It was Homer farting and Lisa following him around with a notepad. Yeah. So I would definitely give it a one. Uh, it's I'm looking at the BuzzFeed list of all segments ranked. This is the last. This is this is it. And its its description is great. It says a parody of the diving bell and a butterfly feels tasteless and worse, not seasonally appropriate. I'm like okay, yeah, can't that's argue. True. That. And for the record, the next one in the Navi. <laughs> so two, two, two of the universally most hated segments in the same episode. I mean, not just our episode. The, I'm talking about the same episode of Treehouse of Horrors. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the third one was dialed what D for Diddley. Yeah. Yeah, that Which might be the highlight. Wasn't it's the highlight, but it's, it's not that much better. No, it's not. No, no. So I'll, I'll since I spoke up with that i'll give my rating it's a one i mean what else can it be the only thing that i laughed at that you didn't mention i mean you mentioned it but you didn't mention it as a joke was the squeeze 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 i, I kind of laughed mm-hmm. at that because i knew yeah. it was antagonizing <laughs> the the spider but man this is just oof. yeah it's and i didn't know i will i will plead complete ignorance i didn't know what the inspiration for this was and when you open with that i'm actually like feel even worse about this episode yeah i mean this i segment. I, I was originally going to pick the um, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith one or one of the other movie parodies because my big thing with these is like it's Treehouse of Horror. It better have something to do with Halloween. Yeah, and this one technically did because he was decorating for Halloween. But when I read <laughs> when true. I read oh I was like what the heck is this even about? And I, when I read the thing about uh, the diving bell and the butterfly, I'm like, wow that that's you know that's pretty dark. You probably yep. shouldn't be making fun of that poor guy. No, no. You know? <laughs> All right, Dave. I, I, I I'm gonna, like I'm gonna they did guess a parody what of uh, my left foot or something. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a one for me. <laughs> that was my guess. I, 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 I went nothing, out on a limb. Yeah, I got nothing more to say. You've covered everything. It's it's bad. I can't even think of a bright spot that I liked in it. Mm. All right. Well, maybe you can cheer us up, Dave. With your oh, worst yeah. episode ever, which is funny <laughs> considering we just did out of 84 segments, number 84 and 83, yours ranks number 29. So I'm pretty hopeful for a strong ending to this episode. It's better. It's definitely better. <laughs> right. But we'll both give uh, it fives. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. So my segment is Night of the Dolphin, which was in Treehouse of Horrors 11, season 12, premiered on November 1st, 2000. Um, the episode opening is a Munsters parody, um, and you can guess who everybody is. Yeah, that pretty much maps out easily. And uh, and Lisa, as the you know the normal chick, is carrying a book of copyright law. Um, <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. Yeah. The uh, and then the townspeople come and kill them all except Lisa. Right. Uh, so our uh, our story starts. The Simpsons are at Marine World, which the sign says is no longer educational, which is pretty good. It's not a bad bit um they're watching a dolphin show and uh it's funny because uh i have a season pass to the discovery kingdom up here which you know it's a six flags park has lots of rides but used to be more of an animal park oh they still have yeah they still used to be called marine world um and so they have a dolphin show they have penguins and some other and then 
when I went up this weekend, then we watched the Tiger Show. So uh, this whole episode was kind of striking home because it's exactly like they take great pains to tell you how well they treat the animals and how much they like what they do and they don't force them to do anything. They just re reinforce the behavior that they already do and all this kind of stuff. And it's it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know how true it is, but it, it reflected in, in this episode. So like right. points yeah. to this episode for that parroting that kind of thing yeah and that's um, that's so constantly being talked about in the theme park industry with the sea world in the midst of all the other parks here so yeah i got i was appreciating that as well <laughs> yeah uh so they're at the dolphin show and they hear over the pa that folks who are hitting up the lobster tank so head on over so you can get them before you eat or so you can pet them before yeah. you eat them <laughs> just a pretty good line just like uh, uh pinchy oh pinchy. Yeah, right <laughs> So tasty. Um, Lisa <laughs> feels sorry for uh, Snorky the dolphin, uh, so she frees him uh, free willy style. But as he's flying over her in uh, slow motion, he he bats her in the face with his tail. Now and that then the uh, that I want to make a statement here that should have broke her eye socket bone or at least her nose because we <laughs> did we did a dolphin swim for Christie's thirtieth birthday. Which is quite a while ago now. Actually, I shouldn't say that when I'm saying what her oh, birthday snap. is. Should, yeah, should we put an edit that. note in there? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we it was at Discovery Cove, the other SeaWorld park, and she what was it. She was at one end. I was at the other. And we were supposed to call the dolphin back and forth in this thing. We did a bunch of things with it, and Christy had stepped the wrong way, and the dolphin was swimming towards me like at full speed, like it took off. And to do that, she had to like flip her tail. She hit Christy in the thigh, and Christy had this a bruise, like a foot length and like six inches across on her thigh from that dolphin smacking her with her tail because they're so strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. that that's all so, I got about dolphin yeah. tails. <laughs> right. So it's it's makes it into the open ocean, and uh, the, the security guys come out with their harpoon guns. It's like, it's getting away. Kill it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it turns out Snorky finds the rest of the dolphins, and it turns out that he's the king of the dolphins. And thus begins sort of the Star Wars holiday special section of this where the <laughs> dolphins are squeaking to each other the yeah. whole time at least we get subtitles wow yeah. but i never i didn't put that together uh, <laughs> it's so annoying uh so it turns out snorky's the king of the dolphins and he wants to come up with a plan to take over the the land dwellers uh and now it cuts to what what uh, derek referenced in the in our draft uh lenny is out swimming at night mm. Alcohol and night swimming. It's a winning combination. <laughs> yeah. Which is one of those just like weird on the nose things that Simpsons are, are known for writing. Uh, the dolphins surround him uh, with their fin, with the dorsal fins showing. And he thinks, oh, sharks, the assassins of the sea. But then they surface and he's like, oh, you're dolphins, the clowns of the sea. And then they poke him to death with their noses. <laughs> yeah. Which is a boring end to the scene um <laughs> uh, his body washes up on the shore and chief wiggum is uh analyzing it and this one was okay hmm. bottlenose bruises blowhole burns flipper prints this looks like the work of rowdy teens lou cancel the prom <laughs> that was that was that was a highlight that was yeah a good that was line. a good line uh, there's a there's a quick bit of the sea captain standing out on the pier saying something about yeah 
It begins. The dolphins are upon us, and only this old sea dog knows how to stop them. And in the middle of his sentence, he, he gets cut in half by a dolphin, and uh, the snorky puts on his hat and pipe and says, like, oh, look at me. I'm the captain. <laughs> I'm the captain. I'm the captain Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> So now the dolphins get all formed up on land and they're hopping around on their tails and this, and it just looks dumb. Yeah. That's yeah. There's nothing visually interesting about it. Um, they're, they're marching on the land and one of them gets caught in a volleyball net and he's get freaking out. But Snorky just like pulls the net aside and, and slaps him. This one is pretty good. So Homer's in the drive-thru at Krusty Burger. Two Krusty shakes, a donut burger with cheese and a party sized bucket of flan. Yes, I will have fries with that. You know, typical Homer stuff. Exactly, yeah. But then he pulls up to the window, and uh, there's a dolphin there, and he's he's decapitated the burger guy, and he dumps the the head into his uh, lap, into Homer's lap. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Then Homer, I think, has that line, anything to get out of work or something. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. No good. I'm, I was worried I stole your one of your notes. <laughs> no, I didn't bother right now. <laughs> Don't want to let um, a second of this to go yeah. by. I uh, know. So then we have Kent Brockman on the news, and he's reporting what's going on. And then he says uh, something along the lines of, uh, well, you know, if we talk in low-pitched tones, then they won't be able to hear us, and we can plan, you know, how to defeat them. And Snorky or one of the dolphins comes in and just starts throwing a beach ball at him. And <laughs> that, he, he kind of flies off screen and the, the beach ball keeps bouncing back and it's more and more bloody each time it bounces back. <laughs> that that kind of made me laugh. The yeah, death by right. beach ball. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, okay, the town. there's a town meeting. And uh, again, Quimby is always good for a laugh. People, please. We're all frightened and horny. But we can't let some killer dolphins keep us from living and scoring. Yeah, that's that's a good line too. Yeah. And uh, there's a squeak, and everyone freaks out. But it's just Willie cleaning the windows. Um, but that, then the dolphins attack through the window uh, and kill him. That's um, where we we're talking about in the draft. I was like, I know someone got impaled by a by a dolphin, and there it is. That was the one. That's where it happened. Right. So the do- uh, Snorky goes up to the podium and he starts squeaking and, and like halting English and then he kind of clears his throat and just starts talking normally. Okay, fine. I, I don't mind that they talk. I'm like, good, let's get rid of the subtitles. But what bugs yeah. me is that their mouths like are not, and I'm, I mean, it's a cartoon, so it's not going to be perfect, but this is like worse. It's like they decided to have them talk differently than they after it was already animated to a different cadence of speaking or something. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the story is that the dolphins used to live on the land, but then the humans took over and forced the dolphins into the sea. Doesn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. How did they live um, on the land? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, technically it's true. They did evolve from a creature that lived on the land, but whatever. Um, then everyone starts walking like to the door like okay we'll go to the sea and homer says wait stop we can outsmart those dolphins don't forget we invented computers leg warmers bendy straws peeling a shrimp the glory hole and the pudding cup i'm not gonna let a few hoop jumping tuna munchers push me around the glory hole not, what <laughs> <Yeah>. the hell <laughs> right <laughs> i'm not gonna let a few hoop jumping tuna munchers push me around <laughs> so 
That's a pretty good line. They go outside, is, and, yeah. and now it's now it's the another birds reference. So there's just dolphins everywhere, and it's that sort of quiet. They're just kind of walking through the, the the town square, and there's dolphins staring at them. And they decide to fight, um, and they they start they start mounting an attack, but then like cut to now they're all in the ocean. Uh, oh, they're, like yeah. they're 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 there with their furniture and possessions and stuff, just bobbing around. And the Simpsons are sitting on the couch, floating in the water, and. Uh, I think uh, Homer says he got to hand it to those dolphins. They just wanted it more, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And it almost kind of reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide um, yeah. when the cricket robots were attacking and Ford Prefect's like, look, these guys really want it. <laughs> like, we, we, we kind of want to win, but they really want to win, so they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, we could, The final thing is uh, Kang and Kodos. They have a little bit about not being in the show. And they're like, oh, let's, you know, check to make sure the phone's working. And they pick it up and they hear a dial tone. Oh, no, hang up, hang up. Somebody calls, right? And uh, then they get a call and it's for an old Navy commercial. Oh, yes. Which work is probably is the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, like I said, we, we found a few good lines in there. It's not as bad as the other two. But this was, like I said, what was it, the 12th season? Yeah, season 12. This is when, to me, like it jumped the shark. I, I remember watching this one going, well, that was bad. And I don't remember any of the previous ones being that bad. So this was probably the last, one of the last seasons that I watched. No, I think I watched up to 15, actually, before okay. I stopped. But yeah, this was just like, I just remembered this in my head. It's like, wow, this, this stuck out. <laughs> but again, it's not as bad as many of the ones that came after. Like so, in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I give it a one and a half. It prop maybe deserves a two, but just because I remember it being the sort of the shark jumping moment, um, I'm sticking it a one and a five. It's better than the other two we did. There's a couple of good lines, but I hate watching it. <laughs> I you know I saw this one on a list for worst episodes, and it's not a great episode but it definitely had some laughs in it for me i mean the the lenny scene was very funny um i love when they do anything with the sea captain um and i was thinking of hitchhikers just in the fact that they were super intelligent dolphins oh yeah right but um yeah i mean it 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 was definitely dumb i mean the concept of the dolphins lived on the earth and they were that easy to take over uh, all the humans, even if they were the humans of Springfield, I, I'd probably go about it too. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think you guys hit everything I talked about. I did like the sea captain bit. I'm going to mention that too because finally he usually is like, there's no purpose to him whatsoever, and he finally has a purpose. And we kind of build up to it. It's just a couple seconds, and then he gets cut in half. So that was kind of funny. It's like, oh, he finally gets a, a shining moment. Nope. He gets killed. <laughs> yeah, this right? definitely had more laughs than the other other two. This is the best of the three. It's not great, but it's it's better than those two. I'm gonna say I think because I don't think we have anything that's gonna go below a three at this point. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a two, a very generous two, only because, or I should say, largely because it's not as bad as the two me and Derek did. So right. I'll go with a two, a very generous two. <laughs> And with that, that's this episode, and I will be the first to apologize for this idea. I thought it was a wanted to try something different and thought it'd be fun to talk about bad ones, but when they're 
when you do pick the worst, it's oof, it's yeah. There's there's an art to talk to. Uh, I think making fun of uh, bad content, and we we did not we did not pick the right uh, material. <laughs> yeah. So the next episode, I know I from what I just watched them today, and I, I I got a lot. I have a lot of fun stuff to talk about mine. I'm looking forward to the next one. So we we tried something new, and and it was not the best idea, but we'll be. This is it's out and done. Move on to the next. Thank you for everyone that hung in there that didn't like her in the Navi and just clicked to the next episode, which might be a majority of the people that downloaded this. So thank you for sticking with us. Thank you, Derek and Dave, for joining me in this episode and living through this with me. Of course. Thank you. All right. And we'll be back next week with another themed episode. That one is Celebrity Guest, so find out what, well, you found out what we picked if you heard our draft. If you haven't heard the draft yet, you'll hear those ep- uh, what we picked in the next episode. So until then, I'll thank you one more time for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>